the son is given, Isaiah predicted. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father. Of his government, of his kingdom, there shall be no end upon the throne of David to order it and establish it from this time forth, even forevermore. In the seventh chapter of Isaiah, he's called Emmanuel, or God with us. I'd like to read a portion out of the book of 1 Peter. Let me just read it to you. Something that Peter noticed about the Old Testament prophets. I think that at this point you'll be able to relate a little better after reading a little portion of the Old Testament together. Speaking of the salvation of our souls, of this salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that would come to you. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. See, even the prophets, as they wrote about this central figure, the Messiah, were puzzled because they talked about someone who would come and rule and reign and yet suffer and die, someone who would be man and yet someone who would be called the everlasting father, the mighty God. And you can just picture guys like Jeremiah, Malachi, Micah, Isaiah sitting back scratching their heads saying, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what exactly does this refer to? Who will this person exactly be? And even the prophets who wrote them didn't completely understand in totality the nature of this Messiah ruler. And it's not till the New Testament where he's revealed that we understand completely what they were speaking about. Now tonight, I feel it's very important to give you an introduction to the New Testament, something that I won't be doing as much in depth when we go through Mark and Luke and John, but. I think it's important to give a background and to paint a picture because I would really like all of you to understand the New Testament in a way that you've never understood it before. I'd like you to be able to come across passages and go, oh, that's why it says that. Oh, that's why those people appear there. The book of Matthew forms a bridge between the Old Testament and the new economy, the new covenant that God makes with Israel and the world. It's the first book to appear after a period of what is called 400 silent years. 400 silent years. Roughly from the time of um, Malachi and um, Nehemiah and Ezra, when the children of Israel returned from the captivity, began building the temple, up until the birth of Jesus Christ was about 400 years. We call them silent years because God went off the air. K-G-O-D was switched off. God did not speak prophetically during that period of time. He was silent. Though he was silent, there was a lot of activity. And unless you understand that activity, you will have difficulty understanding some of the New Testament and some of the figures that we read about in the New Testament. Um, the Old Testament, in fact, I'm looking here at the book of Malachi, closes with the reign of the Medo-Persian Empire. Do you remember speaking about them when we went through the Bible last, those of you hardcore Bible students who were with us when we covered it last time? The Medo-Persian Empire, or the Second 
ruling empire of the entire world after Babylon was in power when we closed the Old Testament. However, all of a sudden we come to the book of Matthew. And we read about guys like Caesar and Herod and the Roman government and taxation. And we wonder, wait a minute, how do we get from Medo-Persia to Caesar and Rome ruling the world? And so I want to give you a little bit of historical background. If you're especially historically oriented, you'll appreciate it. If not, well, who knows, maybe I'll help you appreciate history a little bit more. After the Medo-Persian Empire was ruling the world, there was a man who was gaining strength over in the Greek part of the world known as Philip. He controlled the area of Macedonia, and he was known as Philip of Macedon. He was an aggressive warrior. And he started establishing his kingdom. Philip had a son who was very unlike himself. You know, we say like father, like...